uh, from mainstream news. And at the side of their sites, they have all the ads, the bizarro ads, next to murders and people getting slaughtered and people getting tortured. You have these ads to buy things, all, all jumping out with flash players and so on, all flashing these ads at you, which makes what you're reading surrealistic again, not real in a sense, bizarre. And that's intentional. And that's all intentional because Bertrand Russell himself said they'd bring the big advertising agencies, Madison Avenue, into this to help control the minds of the public. We'll be back with more of the horror show after these messages. about this, they'll end up going nowhere and exonerating uh, the police 
because the police now are being hyped up and hyped up and have been for years against the public, the general public. They view the public with suspicion. You're either in the fraternity or you're not. You either wear the Brotherhood uniform or you don't. So it's them and us. And it's been intensified because of all this terrorism hype. Plus they're giving you toys. And you have a generation who has grown up playing video games and wanting to wear these uniforms. It's all pre-planned that way. They're desensitized themselves. And only the bully types love to dominate, go in for that particular kind of job. Now, here's a similar story that's just been put out in the Daily Mail in Britain. The 15th of November, again, by Chris Brooke. Police shot diabetic in coma with taser because, again, here's the the excuse right away. That's misleading, but that's the Daily Mail's a good friend, the government because they thought he was a suicide bomber. That's the sort of thing you put in a court inquiry because they thought he was a suicide bomber, an excuse right away. It says, a diabetic in a coma and in need of urgent medical attention was shot with a stun gun by police who feared he was a suicide bomber. Nicholas Gobert's bizarre ordeal happened just six days after the July 7th bombings with the country in a state of high alert. But apart from wearing a rucksack and being on a bus, He's bewildered as to how he could be mistaken for a terrorist. Last night, they accused police of using him for target practice. And he goes on to say, the 34-year-old bistro owner and son of a magistrate has been dependent on insulin for 20 years. He was on his way to meet friends for a drink after work when he fell into diabetic coma on the top deck of a bus in his hometown of Leeds. He says he was the only passenger on board. He doesn't remember anymore until he woke up in the back of a police van in handcuffs, initially fearing he'd been kidnapped. He appear, it appears armed police who had been called to the bus shot him twice with a taser gun after he failed to respond to their orders. Well, of course he could do because he was in a coma, you see. A coma. Check up IQ level, IQ level. Yesterday, after discovering two police officers involved would not be prosecuted, he spoke out about his shocking, well, this British humour, you see, shocking experience on July the 13th, 2005, nine days after the shooting in London of Jean Charles de Menezes. And disgusted that no action would be taken, he said, the only thing I could have made people suspicious of me was that I had a black rucksack with me. And it goes on and on again, they'll do their own inquiry, the police, of course, and you know nothing will come out of it. He, this particular victim says, I think they just saw it as an opportunity to try out their toys. And he, he's lucky he woke up uh, in the back of the police van. He could have died. If, and if they'd thrown him in the, in the, the jail, no doubt he would have died because he was in a coma. Now, there's more on a lot of these victims of the tasers as the cops go crazy. And it's called nomortasers.com, nomortasers.com also called World Taser News, and you can find a lot of these stories on there. They're keeping tabs on this, it looks like, worldwide, because this is the up-and-coming thing with the bully boys. Now, after saying that, I should advise all visitors to Britain, all visitors coming into Britain, Canada, and the U.S. to learn to say this when you're, you're, you're confronted with these characters. You know, a, a gang comes up to you wearing uniforms. Learn to say this, yeah, sa, massa, boss, right? That's what to learn to say. Yeah, sa, that's S-U-H, and then massa, M-A-S-S-A, 
boss and look at the man's feet, as you say. Don't look them in the eyes. And you might humor them that way. They, they feel less threatened when they think you're rather simple and, and you're submissive. But as you look them in the eyes and try to uh, declare you have some kind of rights, you've just challenged them and they'll, they'll take you down. They might kill you. So yes, sir, massa, boss. Everybody learn to say that and look at their feet as you say it, okay? Because the blacks had to learn that years ago when they were brought in for slaves. And it was the first sentence they were taught. You see, they had to learn that to keep themselves safe or get the whip. In old days, it was a whip. Now they taser you or hit you with clubs or shoot you. So this might, this might save your life. Now, I think we have a caller on the line. Are you still there, Mark? Mark from Pennsylvania. I am here, Alan. How you doing? Uh, go ahead, yeah. Um, my, my family wanted me to watch uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special on TV right now, and I said I had more important things to do, which is to talk to you. Uh-huh. Tell us about Thanksgiving. Everything is a lie. Is Thanksgiving a lie, too? Well, pretty well. Of course it is a lie, yeah. All, the, all these rituals and days they give you, even though they rehash the reasons for them, they're all occultic dates going back into the ancient past. And uh, there's nothing. Uh, giving thanks for what? And to whom? To whom? You see, in ancient times, too, even the Catholic Church took over the old pagan festivals and, and added on their own festivals as well because they knew that holidays, holy days, that's what holiday means, holy days, uh, were essential to keep the peasants happy because they were slaves most of the time. And so you give them this day where they could all eat their, their hearts out and, um, and meet each other and actually have time to talk and relax and maybe get drunk. Uh, and that's how they relaxed them once in a while with all their different days. And, and Thanksgiving is much the same. Uh, but even though they gave all the, the, the different stories to the U.S. citizens as to how it started. So the ship's coming over, that's a lie too? Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at the, the ships. I mean, the whole, the whole farce of history is just that. People should read Barry Fell, Professor Barry Fell, F-E-L-L's books, such as America B.C. This is a Harvard professor with, who had teams who unearthed uh, artifacts going back thousands of years, showing that ancient Iranians and, and Egyptians and other cultures, Phoenicians and so on, they found coins, even the Romans, had visited these shores a long, long time before Christopher Columbus. And this was always known. The Knights Templars knew that. They made a base on Oak Island off of Nova Scotia, or off uh, in Canada, on the East Coast. And so, uh, and even found a Knights Templars temple down there in the U.S. and East Coast. Uh, it, it's still standing there yet, and no historians ever explained why it was there. And it's made of stone. You know. well, I have so, one more question that's kind of related to that. Um, so then, can we also assume that the Earth is round is also a lie also? All you can really prove is what you, could, you can figure out yourself by your own perceptions. Your own perceptions. And it's, it's true, all we can tell is when you look at the, the surface of, the, of, say, a sea, you go to the seaside, and you look at the sea, you certainly do see it, it taper off like a meniscus on fluid towards the edges, the east and the west. So you can pretty well say it's certainly not dead flat. <laughs> but I understand. I actually spoke to Dr. Deagle off air. He said that he thought it was a dihedral. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? Anything's possible, but that's, that's the world of theories, you see. 
And the beauty of theory is that any theory can, can be proven uh, or, or attempted be, to be proven by convincing, convincing, but not by actually proving. That's why it's a theory. And NASA's only characters, as we know, who's ever given us um, all the pictures of the Earth. Uh, NASA's the only ones, too, that supposedly has, has all the high technology to show a hole in the ozone. No one else has that. Or that the, the Earth is warming, and here's the proof from satellites. And NASA speaking, and speaking of hole, they also like to take out the stars also when they take photos. Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. Let me say, and uh, let you run, I've learned more in the last four and a half months that I've listened to you than I have in my entire 40 years of living, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling. Thank you. We'll be back after the following messages. Hi, folks. Alan Watt back with Cutting Through the Matrix and trying to show you some reality as opposed to your indoctrinated false perceptions. They're not your perceptions, really. They've been given to you. You had no option but to come to certain conclusions by the way information is fed to you, coupled with indoctrination, then repetition. And it becomes custom, and then you never question the custom. You just simply go through it, just like Thanksgiving. I always laugh, really, at the story of the Mayflower. And the Mayflower, remember, in high occult, is the high day of May. It's the Mayflower, like the Mayberry, the berry of May and the old maypole flag, the ceremony they had as they ran around the maypole before they had the old orgies in the Middle Ages. And they had red and red and white colors for the maypole. Red and white also were the colors of the two hats of Egypt, red and white, the pharaoh wore them. Sometimes there were two pharaohs, one in the north and the south, and one would wear red, one would wear white, and there's one pharaoh for both, they, they wore the, the tet, as they called it, and that was a red and a white hat together. Same colors as Canada was changed to after the red, white, and blue, not so long ago, in fact. But the Mayflower came there, and then you have the whole story of leaving Plymouth. Plymouth means many, ply, ply is many, many mouths came over. And then they came over supposedly with a form of constitution written with a a type of um, democracy amongst the members that had all chartered supposedly this boat. And they split up the land between them. In a sense, they had certain things in common. And I found an old book going back to the 1800s. It was an inquiry into the scandal that happened with the man who led uh, the whole team and was in charge of it when they landed because apparently he'd been confiscating uh, everyone else's property along the way over the many, many years and acquired vast amounts of money. And this book I got for about $100 in a junk uh, store. Not a bookstore, but a junk store. And it's a fascinating read, very thick too, with lots of real history in it, written by those who participated at the time. And getting back to the, uh, the things that are happening in the world, is a very good story It came out on News 12, KSLA-TV, DT is called here. And it's about chemtrails. I'll put a link on the site. 
chemtrails as U.S. government secretly testing Americans again, again, is in there. And it's posted November 9th, 2007. It says, could a strange substance found by an Arkansas, L.A., Texas man be part of a secret government testing program? That's the question at the heart of a phenomenon called chemtrails. In a KSLA News 12 investigation, reporter Jeff Farrell shows us the results of testing he had done about what's in our skies. It seemed like some mornings it was just crisscrossing the whole sky. It was just like a giant checkerboard, described Bill Nichols. He snapped several photos of the strange clouds from his home and stamps as S-T-A-M-P-S in southwest Arkansas. Nichols said these unusual clouds begin as normal contrails from a jet engine, but unlike normal contrails, these do not fade away. Soon after a recent episode, he saw particles in the air. We'd see it drop to the ground in a haze, added Nichols. He then noticed the material collecting on the ground. This is water and stuff that I collected in bowls. He put this in a jar. And it's sitting out in my backyard, my dad's pickup truck, said Nichols, as he handed us a mason jar in the KSLA News 12 parking lot back in September after driving down from Arkansas. KSLA News 12 had the sample tested at a lab. There was also uh, the live uh, show. You can look to, I'll put the link up on my site too so you can see it. And it shows you the test results that came back from the lab. And at the top, there's actually arsenic as well. They, they don't talk about the arsenic though, even though it's on the form, if you notice, with the parts per million. He gone about the barium. A higher level of barium, 6.8 parts per million. That's more than three times the toxic level set by the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA. Armed with these lab results about the higher levels of barium found in our sample, we decided to contact the Louisiana Department of Environmental Quality. They told us that, yes, these levels are very unusual, but at the same time they added the caveat that proving the source is a whole other matter. Of course it is, because they're all hush-hush about it. We discovered during an investigation that barium is a hallmark of other chemtrail testing. This phenomenon even attracted the attention of a Los Angeles network affiliate, which aired a report entitled Toxic Sky. There's already no shortage of unclassified weather modification programs by the government, but those who fear chemtrails could be secret biological and chemical testing on the public point to the 1977 U.S. Senate hearings, which confirmed 239 populated areas had been contaminated with biological agents between 1949 and 1969. Later, the 1994 Rockefeller Report concluded hundreds of thousands of military personnel were also subjected to secret biological experiments over the last 60 years. And here they have you worried about Iraq or China. But could secret testing be underway yet again? I'd rather it be something inert and you know something that's not causing any damage, but I'd like to know what it is, concluded Nichols. KSLA News 12 discovered chemtrails are even mentioned by name in the initial draft of HR 2977 back in 2001. Now I'll be back with more of the story after the messages.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, back with Cutting Through the Matrix and cutting through all these contrails that are up in the skies, uh, reading a story from KSLA News 12, which talked about the chemtrails and had them analyzed. And I was reading about how they've tested it on hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tests over the years on the general public without your knowledge, and admitted it later on. And it goes on to say here in the story, KSLA News 12 discovered chemtrails are even mentioned by name in the initial draft of HR 2977 back in 2001 under the Space Preservation Act. But the military denies any such program exists. Well, it exists because I, I, I copied it all down from the government at the time it happened, and it certainly does exist. But why should it tell you the truth? You're, you're just you're the commoners, you're the people, you see. It turns out until just nine years ago, the government had the rights under U.S. law, they still do, obviously, to conduct secret testing on the American public under specific conditions. Now, specific conditions is a, is a hayfield for lawyers to decipher. Only a public outcry revealed part of that law. That's part of the law, with some exceptions. Mark Ryan, director of the Poison Control Center, explained that short-term exposure to barium, this is only one of the, the, the things they found in this test. You can see the actual video, a link to it, can lead to anything from stomach to chest pains with long-term exposure causing blood pressure problems. It's good for business, so for the pharmaceutical agencies. Ryan addressed concerns by chemtrail researchers that barium could be meant to wear down a person's immune system. Well, if you wanted to eventually release pandemics, which would otherwise be fairly harmless viruses that your body's used to, you'd have to knock out your immune system, then release it. And these fairly harmless viruses would kill off those who are, have had their immune systems destroyed. So he's quite, on, he's quite right on with that one. Anything that causes ill effects on the body long-term chronically is going to affect your ability. It's just constantly working on the body. So from that aspect, yeah, it's a potential, and that's from the disease, the poison center itself. Ryan told us he's conducted research out of his own uh, about secret government testing on the public. Now, this, this is the poison control expert, so he's, he's getting paid by local government, but he's still a bit skeptical about chemtrails at the moment, especially considering that his poison control center has seen no calls about barium exposure. Well, now he has one, so maybe he'll start looking up and uh, admitting he actually sees them because these trails are all over the skies, and they have been for years now. And that story was Jeff, by Jeff Farrell from the this news center television news 12 KSLA TV DT now we got Mike from Tennessee on the line are you there Mike hello Alan are you there yep oh sorry I heard a big static yeah, I just ahead. wanted to uh, touch on the chemtrails I'm a paraplegic and uh, here lately I've had some problems and had to have home health care come in yep so they do my vital signs, including blood pressure. Well, my blood pressure went up. The nurse asked me why, 
And I said, probably because they sprayed the sky. Yeah. yeah. And the next day it went down when they didn't spray. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So they sprayed again. My blood pressure goes up. Yeah. I thought it was kind of uh, ironic or coincidental that they spoke about that in the little article that you were uh, just reading. I touched on that today. Yes. And it, uh, it, it definitely is affecting lots and lots of people. Apart from the bronchial problems they all have, it's, uh, it's also causing cramping of muscles in some people, too, and in pets. Oh, yeah. I, uh, my pets also get sinus problems, the older yeah. dogs I have, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I told the nurse, you know, she was skeptical. It yeah. just so happened when she showed up, they were laying a chemtrail across the sky, and right next to it was an ordinary aircraft with a condensation trail dissipating behind it. Yeah. And after I pointed it out to her, she started to notice that she had a lot of respiratory problems yes. with her home health care every time it happened. Yeah. yeah. So maybe people are starting to take notice. You know? it, it often takes, again, it's like everything else, it's when it hits them themselves. They, they have to face something that's going on and to see it for the first time. They, they truly are so dependent on the 6 o'clock news, to, especially the mainstream um, federal-type news, the big stations. And if it's not on there, then it can't be worth uh, thinking about. Really. That's how they decide what's important, what's not. But at least it's starting to come out now on mainstream television here and there, and hopefully it'll pick up if they don't get silenced. Well, I thought my next uh, job, I saved the uh, video from YouTube of that newscast, and I plan on showing it to the nurse tomorrow. Yes. Just give her a little reinforcement. That would certainly help. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Alan, for letting me tell my little story. And I'll it's get a that. pleasure. Yeah. All right. You Bye. take care. Bye now. And that's what we're facing. We're facing incredible deception. And people should look into all these bills that were passed over the years that gave governments and the Air Force the right to test out all of these secretive stuff, this stuff on, on, and who knows what else, on the general public. This has been going on steadily from World War II, actually, uh, this kind of testing. We know that in 1948, the city of Winnipeg was chosen by the Canadian government in league with the U.S. government, and they used flying fortresses to fly at low level for over, I think it was a a week to a month, over the city spraying uh, a substance at low level. And then they followed the inhabitants over the course of their lives. Uh, And it was much easier once they brought in a a sort of uh, national medical database to see what's happening to the, the, the test victims. And we know, too, that um, they've been testing on on many other towns and cities over the years. We had the big fiasco back in the the 60s, I think, and then in the 70s with the warships in the San Francisco Bay Harbor releasing uh, gases that blew in across the bay onto the inhabited areas, and people were coming down with all kinds of respiratory problems. And here they have you worried about the guys over there, like the Russians or Chinese or people who are different, you see. 
Uh, see, we, they're, they're, we are the rats. We detest rats for, for everything. And this is a war on the world. It's not a war against certain nations. They'll have to buckle under and adapt the same system. But this is a war on the entire world, this, this uh, whole program. And it's a, a multifarious program, interwoven, including depopulation, because your body can only withstand so much toxic substances before they, they break, it breaks down and it can't cope anymore. And I'd love to have the statistics coming from the, the guys who have all this information, the federal governments, on people who've died already through bronchial problems and pneumonias. And you'll find, I've no doubt, it'll be mainly in the, in the young and the very, very old, but it also is spreading into other age groups now. Ask any pharmacist for their, their main products are for sale. And it's the massive vial now that contains all the bronchial uh, pills, bronchodilators, uh, antihistamines, etc. These are the biggest sellers because of all the spraying. And it's interesting, too, in that television report, as a man, if you see it, he, the man holds up the jar with this yellow substance in the bottom. That's exactly what I showed on my own little video on my site. If you look into it about a, a couple of years ago when they sprayed here in the spring and everything turned yellow. The, the puddles were yellow. And I've got samples still here yet with that stuff in it. And it does certainly do contain uh, these particular substances and, and others too, which they did not mention on the, that television show. So, yeah, we're being poisoned, folks, and that's just it. That's just the way it is. And there's not a government going to come out and admit that. Anyone who's trying to get government to, to explain anything are simply, simply told that they're not doing it. And it's not them that's doing it. That's what they said in Canada. It's not our, our boys that are doing it, which meant it's someone else's boys. And that's why they signed the Open Skies Treaty to allow foreign pilots to fly across Canadian airspace. These are military vehicles, and they're bomber types. They're very big vehicles. They generally spray about 30,000 feet, but at night they come lower too, and they also spray over clouds as well, so that the clouds are, have mixtures of this stuff. When it rains, it comes down, and in bad situations, as I say, it will cause yellow puddles and yellow streaks on your car as well. They try to blame pollen for it. Well, pollen does not contain barium. <laughs> it doesn't contain. And you don't get pollen in the spring. So I'm not here in Canada, where I live. But that's what we're living in. It's all deception. There's so much going on. And I'm sure if I were at the top of a, a, the military as a strategist, I would say, yeah, let's destroy the immune system before we hit them with pandemics. And you give them a simple virus that normally they could withstand It'll end up killing them. It makes perfect warfare strategy, doesn't it? It really, really does. And that's the kind of world we live in, where governments give themselves permission to poison the people. By, by what? By laws. And we're trained that somehow laws have a magical quality. This came from much older times when the only law that came out for one and a half thousand years came from the Vatican and papal bulls. That was law. And we had this strange, strange foreign judicial system taken over and were given uh, this new type where they make laws and they train us all to think that they're somehow holy, just as holy as the Vatican's laws used to be, and we're not to break those laws or even question them. A law is an order. It's an order. That's all it is. 
someone orders something and you obey. That's what law is. They give themselves the right to poison an experiment on their own peoples. Back in the 70s, it was, it was came out on the BBC that big tractor trailers had gone into small towns in some U.S. states and released millions and millions of these specially bred mosquitoes during the night. And the people woke up to find the outsides of their homes were covered in these mosquitoes. Now, they're bred, actually, in Belleville, Canada. It was set up uh, as a laboratory during World War II to, to alter and create these big, excessively big mosquitoes they would carry what they call loading doses of bacterium or viruses. That's why they're so big. To get an infection by a mosquito, it depends on the amount of viruses or bacterium that's injected into you in one particular go. And so they've been bred here, and then they're put down to the U.S., especially Plum Island, one of the big testing bases that works in conjunction with the Canadian ones, and they release them. Now, I don't know what they were carrying, but I'm sure the government has all the data on the physical effects it would have on the people down through the years. Because all data now, as you go into doctor's offices, is fed into central computers, ultimately. That's been admitted in Canada. A few years ago, there was a big scandal because they set up a supercomputer in Ottawa that had all the data on every single Canadian citizen. Every part of your life was in there. Banking, everything, health, and you name it. And the hullabaloo was about giving one person the power, that kind of power, over everyone. And so they had a debate in Parliament about it. And to satisfy the public, they said, OK, we'll, we'll stop it. It should not be in all com one computer. We'll make two computers instead. <laughs> and that's how they solved their problem. Because, you see, they have no respect for us whatsoever. No respect whatsoever. You have no rights in reality. You find that out when you try to exercise your rights, as they did out in British Columbia a few years ago when they were signing one of these big, big deals, international deals, and all the big boys, all the presidentios and dictators were lined up wearing their new leather jackets and having their photo opportunities taken. And they kept all the protesters back uh, a long ways off. And then uh, the police sergeant told these men to start using uh, this particular spray on them, the one that burns all your eyes and your lungs and all that. And they had, they had sprays the size of, of fire extinguishers, and they just sprayed this mist over all these people that were just standing yelling. Uh, and that's the only way you can demonstrate your democratic rights, is to voice your concern about something. So their answer was to get dosed with the stuff that, that burned your eyes and lungs and nose. That's what democracy is all about, you see. We're living in fascism. Fascism, plain and simple. And look into the definition of fascism. It's the combination of government and big business working hand in hand. It all works together. Business and government, the people are at the bottom of the heap. That's where the people are. That's what the symbol on the dollar bill represents. The wasteland happens to be the general population. That pyramid is built on a wasteland, and everything at the bottom, that's the heap, that's the commoners. 
and all the real establishments and institutions go upwards floor by floor on that particular pyramid. That's what it means. That's what it stands for. Now we've got Tim on the line. Uh, Are you there, Tim? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Alan. Uh, great to hear you, man. Uh, I've been really enjoying your radio shows, and uh, I ordered uh, uh, everything on your website. I hope you That's get the order. Thanks very much. Uh, uh, I had a I had a, a stupid uh, theory because I've learned that question everything now. Uh, you know, I enjoy smoking cigarettes, and all of a sudden they came out with this big thing on not smoking, mm-hmm. and that happened at about the same time this chemtrail thing yeah. was hitting, and I, I had a, I had a stupid theory about that. You, you reckon that they wanted to get people uh, from stops to stop smoking because it would. Uh, uh, somehow affect the absorption rate of the stuff they're putting out? Yeah, I've done talks on this, in fact. I did my own surveys over the years, and I found the people who, who were awake first and stayed awake, who were more awake, uh, were all smokers. And really? that was the theory I came up with, was that the nicotine and the tar literally will somehow neutralize the effects of this chemical spraying. They, they don't care about your health when they're testing poisons or poisons on you from the air. They don't care about your health. So it's nothing to do with getting people to stop for their health. I think it's because it literally neutralizes some of the substances and probably traps a lot of it. This stuff is obviously meant to go through the small alveolar sacs inside the lungs. And so the smokers, that the tar, the nicotine will actually trap this stuff and you cough it up and swallow it. So the micron size of what's ever in the stuff is so small it's meant to go right through the alveolar tissue and it can't get through uh, those of the smokers. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they they don't care about your health whatsoever or they wouldn't be spraying us like like roaches. Yeah, that's the same thing I thought. That's the same exact uh, exact thing I thought. Well, I'll let you go. I'll let somebody get on. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for calling. Okay, buddy. And I'll be back with more after these messages. more of the matrix we are cutting through it and on the line we have adam from kingston washington are you there adam yes i'm here can you hear me yes i can Alan, I, I listen to your podcast every day and i'm very grateful i want to sincerely thank you for your hard work i've got a quick question and then i'll get off the line and you can answer it on, on the air uh, actually two questions first question is I, i'm <clears throat> I've got a family, and I'm obviously concerned about the welfare of my family. As I consider becoming more uh, active in activism, I'm curious how you deal with the, what must be a huge amount of terror or fear of what might happen to you. And I'm also curious what your take is or why do you, what do you think that you're allowed to do this or why do they allow you to persist, you and the other, uh, you know, very active people in this, in this field. So I appreciate your thoughts on that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't have family. So I, I don't have that problem. Actually, no one would live with me. That's basically the problem. Uh, women generally want safety, peace, security, comfort, and so on. And uh, and that's, again, been used down through the ages against men. Uh, even the ancient Romans would often tell the slaves or uh, uh, their wives not to have anything to do with their husbands, don't give in in sexual uh, ways, and so on, until the men uh, buckled under and did what they were told and be more obedient. They did the same thing with the black slaves in the U.S. 
And women by nature want peace and security, and that's what Adolf Hitler said. He says all propaganda is aimed at the women who want security, food, and so on and so on. Uh, so the big brother overrides the, the husbands, and the husband uh, is, becomes ineffectual. That's why George Bush is now the new big brother. That's the, the image he gives for peace, safety, and security. Women tend to go along with it, and men have a hard time trying to get active because of the, for fear of wrath within the home. But we're at a stage today where we've got to understand how this game is played. And everyone, men and women, have to understand, too, that you cannot keep your head down anymore because of what's happening. This is a, a war, remember, on the whole world. And it's a war to eradicate all that was to make way for that which will be new. And that means your whole society, your whole way of living, even the family itself, is to go. The family, as you know it, has to be totally destroyed. And I've been working on that for many, many years, long before this, but now they're on a roll for it all. And you cannot keep your head down because they're going to come for you anyway. Uh, we can tell they're going to have crisis after crisis. There's going to be water crises that they'll make sure happen. Uh, they're going to have floods, etc., as they step up the weather warfare. Uh, that's the, the silent weapons for quiet wars that came out, was published years ago. And they have all this stuff in operation, and there's going to be crises coming along the road. We cannot plan as we used to do for a comfortable future. Uh, those days are gone. doesn't matter where you live pretty well. Uh, electricity and all the rest of it is to go through the roof as they get on a roll with Kyoto. We'll have to be priced out of using so much, and actually it'll be, you'll get very little eventually, a trickle, and you'll be paying like you'd never paid before. Your whole world is going to change and the big boys have said that themselves. They're going to make us all grovel uh, and obey as we get headed towards the sheep pen. And that's when you've had it. Once you're in that big sheep pen into the new system, you've had it. They don't want you around anymore. So there's no point in keeping your head down. You can't do it. This is a war on the people of the planet by a few. Well instigated, well planned. And before you know, we tell them that we know all about it and we're, going, we're not going to put up with it. We've got to create a public opinion that it can become so strong we can delay all of this, all of this, and divert it off into a different direction. A different direction. Not what we had, it wasn't ours, but into a different direction. Now, from Hamish and myself, up here in Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your gods, go with you.